All right, what's up, everybody? How's everybody doing tonight? How's everybody doing tonight? We're going live. The Frisco Report. Yeah. Mike, yeah, my co-host. You there, Mike? Yeah, I can hear you. How's it going, Mike? How you doing? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Right now, this is typically what we call the dead zone season, right, Mike? Yeah, I like what uh, 1980 calls it. He says it's I think season. It's true. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? You still there, Mike? Okay, yeah, I got you. I just put on my, the earbuds here. Uh, yeah, this is kind of impromptu. You know, we're we're going here live in effect, and uh, got a couple of interesting topics to talk about tonight, man. So, Mike, I put out a video today, uh, top ten Cowboys for the 2023 season. All right. Um, basically, what I'm looking at here is importance level, uh, impact for the 2023 season. Kind of just where I have these guys. I didn't really go with the new free agents like Gilmore and Cooks only because I still haven't seen them in live action with the team in, in a real life setting. So um, while I, I do really think that they're going to be a, a big part of the season, I didn't really include them in this list here, Mike. So, uh, but, you know, just want to go through this list with you, you know, and see where you're at with it. Okay. So at number 10, I had Jaron Curse, the safety, right? The importance level of him, you know, they, 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 they brought him in here last year, got him on, on an extension, um, last season and, and, uh, the impact, you know, that he had on the defense at secondary. We've been chasing safeties for a long time and it looks like we finally got it locked down with Jaron Curse. How do you feel about the importance there? Do you, do you think Jaron Curse is a top 10? one of the top 10 Cowboys or what, how do you feel about him on the roster right now? I mean, Donovan Wilson just got paid this off season because, you know, Jaron curse was absent and, you know, they, they use that strong safety position just a little bit differently, but Jaron curse is definitely in discussion of top 10. Um, you know, just, you know, when the Cowboys would invest in safety, Earl Thomas, all this stuff, right. And Cowboys said Jaron curse. And everyone's like, who is that? So, where he came from and where he's at now, definitely a top 10 dis, uh, discussion. Um, impact, yeah, absolutely. He, he brings uh, an element to the game uh, on this defense that we haven't seen in years, Joe. I mean, I'm talking about like the physicality of a prime Sean Lee and, uh, and, and, and Barry Church and stuff, right? So we haven't seen that type of physicality from a defensive player in the Cowboys in a long time. And J. Ron Curse is that guy. 
And uh, so, yeah, he's definitely in, in, in top ten discussion for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of had him in there. You know, I think he was on the outer outer bands of this list. Uh, moving up to number nine on the list, Mike, I got Tyler Beatish, the center. Tyler Beatish kind of coming on strong here. Uh, last season, I think he really took that step where, you know, he uh, he locked it down, you know. I think before last season, there was talk about, oh, he's going to have competition, you know, with, um, you know, Connor McGovern possibly, possibly, you know, uh, even – in the season before, even you know Connor Williams. Um, so, how do you feel about Tyre Biadish? Do you do you feel like he's a top ten type of player here with the Cowboys right now? The guy is definitely up and coming. Um, center, you know, Wisconsin. Travis Frederick that came from Wisconsin. Cowboys like drafting their centers there. Um, you know, he was definitely on the bubble a year from a year from today. You know, going into training camp. You know, like what well, Tyre Biadish got to really step up and. We have a new offensive lineman coach. How's that going to translate for Biotish? Um, number nine, uh, with that transition going into, oh, man, it's already his third year. Um, you know, I, I think uh, you're going to start seeing a little better improvement. Uh, you know, Bill Parcells always said, you know, it's three, four years is where you want to evaluate these guys. So Tyler Biotish is right there, Joe. And, uh no, I, I like where you have him there. I, I, I agree with that take. Yeah, he's 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 going to be one of these guys that's going to be in the, uh, you know, extension discussion here, uh, definitely next off season. So I feel that he's made a, a name for himself here. He's done everything the right way, you know, coming out of college, Remington winner uh, for the center position, best center in, at the NFL, I mean, at the, collegiate level, and now you're starting to see that here uh, at the next level. So I, I like where I have him here. Number eight, Mike, I went with the rookie from last season, Tyler Smith. The versatility, man. The Cowboys have been talking versatility all off season. We still don't really know what the hell is going on with the offensive line. It's kind of a, you know, a discussion of, you know, will, will, he, will he be the left tackle? Will he, will he be the left guard, you know? Are they going to, you know, have Ty, uh, Tyron Smith at right tackle? So it's uh, it's very interesting where his progression is at. But I think year two Tyron Smith, Mike, is going to be something monstrous. Smith, in my opinion, Joe, would definitely be a top five player. Just, just because. Okay. The, so, in, in Tulsa, right? Oh, he, he's the highest penalized player in the game, right? He came in the National Football League, and I, he yeah. didn't even come close to the amount of penalties he had in college, right? I think he translated to the National Football League well. Uh, are you talking about playing the blindside position at the level he played it at? I mean, you, you, oh, that's just incredible. And then, then the the guy is able to play left guard on top of that. So you've got a rookie here, learning this position, learning another position, learning both positions, and playing both positions at a high level. Joe, as a rookie who came in, uh, that was very doubtful on. 
college and NFL translating that into success. Tyler Smith, it might be an emotional pick for me, Joe, but Tyler Smith is definitely a top five pick for me. Yeah, no, definitely, you know, and like I said, uh, when we came into this, we're talking about, you know, where, where would you have them, you know, so the discussion is definitely there. Um, as we get through this list, you know, we, we can cut, we'll revisit that, you know what I mean? So maybe he should be higher, you know what I mean? So let's keep on going here. Number seven, Mike, on my list, Demarcus Lawrence, the old goat, all right? Known for his run defense, obviously, uh, restructured his contract. Uh, so Cowboys love that. I think he's going to finish his career here with Dallas, honestly. Um, you know, uh, it's just somebody the Cowboys, they really like to, to keep him here, you know, and I think that uh, with him on the field definitely makes the Cowboys defense that much better, especially the run support. But he still brings you some pressure, you know what I mean? So I like where he's at here with the team. I think he's still one of the top ten players on this roster, and I have him here at number seven. Mike, how do you feel about DeMarcus Lawrence here you for know, 2023 I like, season? I like that position. I like where he's at there. Older vet. That's crazy to say, older vet, right? It just seems like yesterday we drafted him. But an older vet, you know, took a pay cut for the team to stay. Um, you know, a lot of people, you know, oh, he, he's a defensive end. He has to get sacks. But you turn on the tape, Joe, you, you can't deny the motor that D-Law has. I mean, he the intensity. I talked about J-Ron Curse. You know, that, that physicality. D-Law has that too, right? Um, and it's just a broad spectrum of what Dan Quinn done with this defense. And I think uh, D-Law being there at seven, you know, with his age and the intensity that he brings to the defense, it, it, it's undeniable. Um, you know, the sacks matter, obviously. But, you know, if I can get six sacks, but D-Law's running 30 yards down the field to make a tackle, I'll take that all day too. It's just the motor he has. It's just un stoppable he's the the number one reason why we beat the texans literally the number one reason why forget the 90 yard drive because dak was able to do that 90 yard drive is because d law made it happen d law has really had some very memorable highlights here with the cowboys and we're definitely going to revisit the marcus lawrence here with our second segment here uh when we talk about the 2014 versus 2022 squad. Mike, number six, I've got the running back, starting running back for the Cowboys coming off the injury, Tony Pollard, Tony P. So, you know, when I think about some of the best players on the Cowboys uh, over the last few seasons and, and coming into this season, I think Tony Pollard is definitely going to be a very integral and critical component to the Cowboys' success or not success. So, I think with Pollard on the field, you know, he gives you that electric type of style. You know, when you look at his highlights, you just look – you kind of have a good mixture of power, elusiveness, which 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 was not part of Ezekiel's game. Tony Pollard really – I think his elusiveness is highly underrated. So some of his elusiveness, you know, honestly reminds me a little bit of some Barry Sanders here and there mixed with some uh, DeMarco Murray type of power. So – you know, um, he's hard to bring down. You know, you're not going to bring him down with, with one arm. And I think people kind of think that he's like one of these guys that's easy to bring down. But you turn the tape on, and this guy's breaking tackles, staying on his feet, staying balanced. Uh, Mike, 
I got him here at number six. How, how do you feel about Pollard for this 2023 I like season, it. bro? I like where he's at. I mean, um, six, six, five, four. I mean, I think he could be somewhere in there just because of the impact, right? And it's his team now. He's he's RB number one, right? Cowboys release Ezekiel Elliott. This is Tony Pollard's show. And uh, you call it, he hauls it, all right? That's the theme for TP. And uh, I like where he's at. I like what he brings to the football team, obviously. Uh, Cowboys got to get a long-term deal done, in my opinion. It don't have to be four years. Give him a two-year extension. Give him something. Let him feel welcome right here in Dallas. And uh, and uh, let's go root for two up. Yeah, and that's what they're saying, right? They're saying Tony Pollard's camp is open to an extension. So I almost feel like he knows that the market is, is, is going to be not there for him. And and as long, along with the other running backs, we've heard from Saquon Barkley. We've heard from Josh Jacobs. These guys know that, that they don't have the leverage. So it's almost like, okay, Tony Pollard's camp is like, oh, well, you know, well, let's go ahead and just go ahead and knock out a long-term deal. You know, we probably are. This $10 million tag is probably maybe the most he's probably going to get, you know, as a running back right now. They're just not paying running backs, right, Mike? So maybe we can get him on a cheaper deal here, which which would really be fantastic for the Cowboys. Um, but, yeah, man, Tony Pollard, big impact for the Cowboys. Mike, number five, I have Trayvon Diggs. When I think about players that, that help this defense, that help lock down their side of, of the of the field, I think Trayvon Diggs has to be in this discussion. You know, he gets a lot of he gets a, he gets a lot of hate from inside the fan base for some reason. I don't know if it's the brainwashing of PFF. You know, they release these grades and people are like, "Oh, well, Trayvon Diggs is not even the top this and that." I mean, he he he's a ball hawk. <laughs> he's got a good knack for the football. You know, he was you know. He's got that receiver mentality in his background, you know, and then they converted him to, you know, the the, the cornerback, which he's excelling at right now, Mike. So I think Trayvon Diggs, you know, they're talking about, oh, they, they, they might let him walk. They might do what they do with Byron Jones. I love – I'm going to be on the record here, Mike. I love Trayvon Diggs 100 times better than Byron Jones, Mike. I think he plays the run. He's physical. Um, you know, obviously there's that big play that everybody talks about in San Francisco, uh, you know, where he should have, I agree, he should have made the play, but that's one of those plays. When you look at his whole career, he plays the run, he gets his nose into it, and he picks off the ball. So, Mike, Trayvon Diggs, huge part of what the Cowboys are going to be this year. I have him at number five here on this list. Better than Byron Jones. Like, Byron Jones didn't get his first pick in the NFL till 2016, and it was against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and that was the game that Ezekiel Elliott jumped in the Thanksgiving kennel, so uh, or the Salvation kennel. So, fun fact for you. My memory's weird. Don't ask me how I know that. Um, however, um, no, Dick, man, just, just uh, a playmaker, a ball hawk. Now, I'm one of those fans where, you know, you're going to be paying Diggs anywhere between – 17 to 20 million dollars maybe a little more than that right Dak has to get the extension you're stuck with that then you still have cd lamb michael parsons uh you know you still got some vets coming up too so how cowboys they don't know how to manage cap so if if i had to cancel one out 
I think Diggs would be the cancel, right? Because we have the upraising, uh, upcoming of Deron Bland. I know, hold the anointing oil. Joe, you're probably screaming it at me right now, but um, I want to see what Deron Bland can do in year two, all right? And then, you know, invest in that position like they have been, right? Uh, but if they can get something done with Trayvon Diggs, it would be really good. It, I, I love to have him. But if there's one man on out, it would have to be Diggs for me if you can't sign him off. Um, but number five, I can dig it. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you, you're right, man. It, it, it's a great discussion. and It's going to be uh, a tough one for the Cowboys to have, certainly. Um, right now, we're about 20 to $24 million, something under the cap right now. So cap's supposed to keep going up next year with more revenue. Um, the interesting thing is, you know, where's the where's the Prescott extension? It hasn't happened yet. You know, if they really want to go after somebody else in the market, they could probably do it and wouldn't have to, uh, ex- you know, get more money from his contract. They might be looking at, like, somebody like a Zach Martin who's, going to finish his career here with the Cowboys. They might look at, uh, you know, uh, Demarcus Lawrence. uh, I mean, guys that they can continually kick the can down the road, as they say. So I think it's just interesting that they haven't done it yet. But you feel like to get these big contracts that they're probably going to have to do it at at some point. But, you know, well, we'll leave it up to Stephen Jones and then see what he has up his sleeve. Speaking of Dak Prescott, Mike, I have him here at number four, right, on this top ten list for the Cowboys. Dak Prescott, starting quarterback, obviously. You know, uh, this is going to be a huge, huge season for Dak Prescott. I think he's definitely up here in the top five for the Cowboys. I have him at four here um, with three other players above him. But Dak Prescott, if he goes down, you know, is the season over? I mean, we saw Cooper Rush kind of hold it down. I don't know how he would do it for a full season, but he, he held it down. Uh, but big season for, for Dak Prescott, Mike, you know, there's a lot on his shoulders. I, I think this is it for him, you know, um, the the interceptions, you know, that, that's been the discussion all off season. Some people are like, oh, it's him. Oh, it's not him. It's receivers. I think it's a mix of both. A turnover is a turnover. You know what I mean? So, Mike, um, Dak Prescott, the Dark Knight, or the Dak Knight, as they say, number four. How do you feel about Dak Prescott, 2023 season, bro? Right, number four. And, uh, mm, you know, I I, I don't want to talk too long on this because I want to – I'm dying to know who three, two, and one is. So let me me hear three, two, and one, and we'll come back to old Dak and Dak. Yeah, okay. At number three, Mike, C.D. Lamb, baby. C.D. Lamb here at number three on my top ten list here. C.D. Lamb, Mike, I think really shaping, really putting himself in position to have a huge, huge payday. You know what I mean? That's just just the nature of the league, right? The highest paid quarterback, the highest paid wide receiver. C.D. Lamb, for me, is is he – he really submitted himself as a as a, a really one of the stars of the NFL here for the Cowboys and, and the NFL in general at wide receiver. You know, you think about Justin Jefferson, which you and I were were big fans of him in the draft, especially you. <laughs> and uh, you think about Jamar Chase. You think about some of these other stars. I mean, Stephon Diggs. 
I think, you know, uh, Tyreek Hill, you, you think about it, and CeeDee Lamb to me, Mike, is right there. He's in, he's in that discussion, um, especially after how he really put everything together last yeah, season, Mike. No, you, Lamb at three, I like it. I, I, I do. And I'll tell you why I like it. Because we got to witness this fans the progression of a player. CeeDee Lamb was an immediate impact, like everybody wanted CeeDee Lamb to be. It, it, it took CeeDee Lamb a while to be at this number three spot because I guarantee you, two years ago, CeeDee Lamb would probably be 10, 9, or 8. Seriously, he would have. And he earned this spot. And we got, as fans, we got to see that. People are like, oh, Dak and CeeDee can't get on the same page. Dak and CeeDee can't get do this. CeeDee Lamb gave up on this route. CeeDee Lamb ain't crisp enough to run that route. And now we kind of got to see that. Not only did we get to see it with Dak Prescott, we got to see it with another quarterback with Cooper Rush. So we know that it's the player. It ain't the quarterback making the player. It's the player playing the game, all right? And that's CeeDee Lamb. So to be there at number three, I like it, Joe. Yeah, CeeDee Lamb, man. I think it's just one of the best players in this whole dang league here. Um, Zach Martin, Mike, I have him at number two here. So you guys can kind of guess who number one is going to be. But we're talking about Zach Martin right here at number two. Good old reliable. All pro. It seems like he's been an all pro since his rookie season. Uh, but just a guy that you don't have to worry about. Um, not yet anyway. You know, you, these players, they start to age. You know, body parts take a little bit longer to, to heal and recover. But we haven't seen that fall off from Zach quite yet, Mike. You, I mean, we've seen him get dinged up here and there. You know, uh, one season he had the knee. He missed, I think, just a, a game or so. Not much. He doesn't miss time, you know, that that much. He's, he's kind of like the Iron Man of the Dallas Cowboys. And, uh, you know, what can you say? You know, you, you've got to have somebody here to really set the tone. I think Zach Martin is still that guy, you know. He, coming out of Notre Dame as a tackle, uh, last year we even saw him at tackle. I mean, the Cowboys were just so depleted. This guy just plays every position at a high level, man. It's just an, an amazing that we're able to watch him. Uh, where you can you can go back and look at Zach Martin's career and be like, I saw that guy play, man. Dominant, first ballot Hall of Famer type of guy, Mike. So number two here for me, Mike. It, it Zach so Martin. Funny how you got this laid out, right? Lamb. It's my most disliked video. This is before YouTube took away dislikes. But drafted Lamb was my most disliked video I've ever made on YouTube. And it's because I wanted defense. All right. You talk about Zach Martin. There was so much defense in that draft. Anthony Barr. Uh, oh, the, the gentleman that got hurt with the Steelers. I can't. Uh, Swayzer or something like that, right? Uh, we we wanted. I yeah, wanted Ryan Chase. So huh? bad that year. And they drafted Zach Martin. Right? And so. It's, it's so funny. Lamb, I wanted defense. Martin, I wanted defense. And these guys are in top three. Top three. What do I know, Joe? And, uh, I mean, you said it best about Zach Martin. The Notre Dame alumni. All right. Um, God, just what can you say? I mean, the dude is just <laughs> since day one. Um, you know, just he's the example of any offensive line in the National Football League. Like, at this point in his career, he's not working to get better. He's working on crisping 
his technique, and that's all he has to do because the status that he's at. He's already mastered everything. Now it's just the crisp of it, and and just what can I say about old 70? Great, great job, Joe. I like number two. Yeah, yeah. What a what a player, man. What a player. What what a, what a draft that was for the Cowboys. Uh, Mike, number one, Michael Parsons. Line here. I have him here at number one because I honestly feel that right now I feel like when you think about the face of the franchise, I feel like it is Michael Parsons now. I th- I think he's just taken over the fan base. The fans love him. Um, they want to hear him every time he talks. You know, you see him doing the right things in the off season. You want to see that from from your guy there. He's got the the leadership aspect to him. You like you love to see that. You know, especially at the linebacker position. Um, but he still brings out that, that edge rush. You know, and, and that speed is speed kills. And that is really, you know, something that he's able to leverage that speed. And when he keeps that speed, I mean. He's blowing by some of the best tackles in, in the league. They, they, they can't, they can't, they can't stop him. You know, he's a, he's a one-on-one. You know what I mean? So you think about these type of players that come into the league, like a Von Miller, where like this guy is, is at that level. He, he's like another Von Miller. Uh, just one of these guys that can take over a game, you know, can really sway the balance. You know what I mean? He can get, you can get the offense, the ball back. You know what I mean? Um, and I have him here at number one. I think for this season, I think his impact is going to be something crazy with the addition of Mozzie Smith there in the middle. I think that's going to open up even more opportunities for our edge rushers. And Michael Parsons is probably going to feast like he never has before, yeah, bro. Micah number one. Parsons, all right. Penn State product. And, you know, it's so funny what this draft is – we knew Michael Parsons had sideline to sideline speed. We knew he had burst, right? He missed the whole 2020 season because of COVID. And then uh, he goes and gets drafted, and we don't have a lot of tape on him, right? It's like, oh, can he do it? Will he do it? Who knows what's going on? And talk about just a guy that loves football. Like, Des Bryant loved football. But I think Micah Parsons loves football, like Michael Irvin-like status, right? And and you, you see it in his play. You see it in his mentality. You, you, you see it in the way he talks and the way he walks and the way he plays. There, there, there's no quit in this guy. And for him to just be right there, Joe, just to be right there at pick number 12, it's 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 amazing, Joe. <laughs> and, and, and he's, <laughs> yeah, man. Because if anybody else would have got him, knowing that we could have got him, I would have been sad. It, it, like I really think Cowboys made up for the JJ, uh, the TJ Watt pick with Micah Parsons. I, I, he, they did, they did, and uh, oh, happy yeah. to say we got him. Because who who would have known if we would have drafted TJ Watt? Would we have drafted Micah Parsons? Because we would have had that player already, right? So, you know, things happen for a reason. We had to wait patiently, and we got our number one out of ten players, Joe, Micah Parsons. Oh, yeah, man. You, you hit it on the head there, man. I, I, I'm i with you. I think that they that was the, the makeup 
for 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 missing on uh, Taco Charlton immensely, and and and, uh, and missing T.J. Watt, you know, who's on his way to being one of the best that's played the game, man. So, um, yeah, man, these guys, they're they're they they don't grow on trees, you know. There's a lot that bust out, that go early like that, and some that they they just uh, they're on another level, you know what I mean? So. It's gonna be interesting to see where he's at. You know, he's gonna be another one of these guys that's gonna get the big payday. You know, he's gonna to want to get that defensive end money, so that that's gonna be something that's gonna come up during contract negotiations and whether they're gonna tag him whenever they get to that point. Because okay, well, he's a linebacker. We want to pay him linebacker. <laughs> you know, Michael's gonna want that DN money, baby. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. So Cowboys already know Stephen Jones. How bumbles this, and we wind up because he's going to want to get his pay his his paper after this year, Joe. I don't think there's going to be a fourth year. I don't think there's going to be a fifth year. Mm-hmm. The only way there is if he takes like a ten year extension, and two of those years is his fourth year, and his his uh, his uh, fifth year option, on, and then the rest will be his actual contract. That's the only way you'll be able to swing that. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 going to be interesting. The, those those three players that are coming up, plus the Dak Prescott, it's going to, it's just going to be interesting storyline to watch as the season progresses. We're talking Lamb, Diggs, Micah, and you still got to think about Terrence Steele. He's gonna he's you know he's a guy that if he if he looks good still you you got to got to keep that guy. So uh, <laughs> Cowboys, they 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 they're gonna have their hands full here. I don't expect them to sign any big ticket free agents as they normally don't. It's going to be all internal signings for next offseason, Mike. Um, great discussion, man. Shout out to you. I loved it. Now, where do you, do you still feel that, that, that Tyler Smith should be a little bit higher? Uh, we're going to, we're going to revisit that. Or do you feel that, that eight is still kind of a fair I, I spot think, for him at this I point? Think Tyler Smith. Uh, needs to move up. Uh, would he'll so D Law needs to go to eight. So that puts Tyler Smith at seven, and then TP and Diggs need to switch. I think TP needs to be top five. Diggs just right on the cuffs of it, just because he dropped a pick in that 49ers game. All right, I I hope grudges. Yeah, yeah. What I love about Diggs, though, and I know he's getting hammered like um, to no end on that play. He's he's one of these guys that he doesn't let it get to his mental. Like he, we'll never, he, we won't ever see that from him again, which is good. You know, he's not a repeat offender. So let's hope that we get to the playoffs and that scenario comes up again, and he makes the play. You know what I mean? So I do like that about Diggs. But yeah, great point there, Mike. I love the the the. Uh, your look at that, definitely all these guys will be a big impact for the Cowboys in this season. Mike, let's talk about something here. I tweeted here just the other day, you know, and I think it's very interesting. If you were to set up a matchup between the 2014 Dallas Cowboys versus the 2022 Cowboys, you know, last season's Cowboys, who would win the game? We're talking about two teams that made it to the divisional round 
Both of them got booted from the divisional round, Mike. 2014, obviously, the infamous uh, no-catch on Des Bryant game. That's a 2014 squad. And then, obviously, last year, we know what happened with the Cowboys in 2022. Mike, who wins yeah, this game and why? It's it's so hard. But but at the same time, it's, it's so easy because Cowboys defense in 2014 wasn't very good. All right. Um, it, it just was. I think it was. It had a lot of takeaways. I think it had 32 takeaways total. It didn't have very many sacks. And then you look at this defense, right, that Dan Quinn and Mike McCarthy built. It, it crushes that defense all day long. But the offense, Tony Romo's offense, never really struggled to score points ever. Right? Like, Tony Romo had, like, like 200 and something games consecutively with a touchdown, right? Dak Prescott's he has a lot of games where he hasn't thrown a lot of touchdowns, right? So, do I think that that 2014 offense could score more points on that San Francisco defense? Maybe it's so hard to say. Maybe because our our offense only got us 12. Yeah, TP went down. Stuff happens, right? Demarco Murray was injury prone, so Demarco Murray could have got hurt. In that forty, in that forty niners game, right? So, I still think Tony Romo would have put up mad points with Dez and T. Will and Beasley, right? And then you had you had Travis Frederick in his prime. You had Zach Martin, Tyler Smith. You had Ronald Larry, Doug Free on that offensive line, right? This offensive line, there's question marks, right? God, it's so hard. I. I because because of the defense that Dan Quinn and Mike McCarthy built, Joe, because that defense is so good, I'm going to say that that defense can hold Tony Romo three points less. Oh, no, because we had Crappy Maher. Oh, crap. We had Crappy Maher and we had Mr. Automatic Dan Bailey. See why I'm saying it's so easy and so hard? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, it's not as easy as, you know what I'm saying? It don't make sense. I mean, you're talking Apple. Give me the 2014 team, Joe. Give me Tony Romo, Des Bryant, Terrence Williams, Cole Beasley, Barry Church, Sean Lee. Give me all those guys. I'm taking the 2014 squad. Oh, man, it's, it's a hell of a discussion, man, because that 2014 offense, I mean, there, there were – it was a beautiful thing, man. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you said it. You had Romo, Beasley, Dez. That I mean, that's and we're talking about prime Dez. That 2014 Dez Bryant was prime, dude. Down. Terrence Williams had eight. Gavin Escobar, may he rest in peace. That guy had touchdowns. All right. Yeah. Uh, Jason Witten as well, still playing at a high level. Yeah, Zach Martin, that was his rookie year. He he balled out there. <laughs> Tyron Smith, I mean, I, I say Tyron Smith, that was his, to me, that was the best. Yeah, it was his complete year. 2014 is when we got Lyle. And I, I still believe that Lyle was a bad influence. On Tyron on the 2015 season and onward, and uh, but yeah, man, 
Tyron Smith, 2014, I think, man, uh, you're, you're talking a different kind of him handling somebody like a, like a, uh, Michael Parsons is a whole different thing. You know what I mean? A 2014 Tyron versus a 2022 Micah, I think that's, a, that's a hell of a matchup. You know what I mean? Micah Parsons struggled uh, this year against some top tier offensive linemen. And Tyron Smith back then, dude, if he got his big monster claws on you, forget about it, dude. Forget about it. Then you had Ronald Leary right next to him. Come on. Mm -hmm. Ronald Leary, bro. And that, and, and, and yeah, we're still trying, trying to, to find the left guard, bro. <laughs> we are still trying to figure that out, man. It, it's nuts, bro. Like that crap there is, it's insane. Ronald Leary, oh man, that guy was a, he was a beast when he was with us. Frederick, I mean, what can you say about that, man? God, it instantly came in here mm -hmm. and impacted the game of football for the Dallas Cowboys. And, I mean, that offense, Zach Martin, dude, and you had Doug Free, come on, man, come on. <laughs> yeah, the only thing that it does that 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 kind of almost he equals it out is that you said it, Mike, the, the Cowboys 2014 defense. We had a rookie, Demarcus Lawrence, you know, uh, where was, was, was already, already gone. Right. And he wasn't even with yeah, the Cowboys anymore. Uh, he was already gone with, with the Broncos. So, I mean, Lawrence was really your your top flight guy, man. You know, and that's a rookie. Uh defensive tackle. We liked Terrell McLean. I think he was like a one or two year wonder for the Cowboys. You had Mincy, he was one of those guys that could be on the outside, he could play some defensive tackle. You had Tyron Crawford. He was never really anything special for the Cowboys. Ken Bishop, you know, he he he, he made an appearance there in that that Green Bay game because we're so depleted there. George Selby, Mike, he had that one, that one season where he looked like he was going to be something and then he kind of just yeah, fizzled out. Remember Hansen, George Selby? Dude. Oh, good Lord. Remember that guy? Yeah, linebackers was probably, was probably the strength of that defense because you had, you had Bruce Carter, you had Justin Grant, you had Anthony Hitchens. You had Rolando McClain, um, you know, who I think that was one of his better seasons as well. Rolando McClain, they, they were able to hit on him for at least a season. They kept, you know, bringing him back on one-year deals. Um, and I just had a flashback in my brain, dude, of him picking off Russell Wilson. Like, these young fans, I don't know if you watched football in 2014 or not, but I'm telling you, go watch 2014. Cowboys, Seahawks in Seattle regular season and watch how our offense cooked. I'm telling you, this was against the best defense in the National Football League, the Legion of Doom. All right. Go check them out. Check out that game. I'm telling you, what that offense was able to do against that defense, oh, it was unbelievable. Yeah, it was beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful team, man. Defense, Sean Lee was on IR that season. Uh, <clears throat> Anthony Spencer, he was hurt that year as well. So, 
Yeah, that that defense. It, it, now let, let's talk about that. My, if we're talking about this 2014 defense versus the Cowboys 2022 offense, you know, <laughs> how how does that look? We got a CD Lamb who really took over in the 2022 season, really solidified himself as a number one, you know, and Tony Pollard, the coming out party for Tony Pollard in 2022. How, do, how does that 2022 Cowboys offense look against this 2014 Cowboys defense, Mike? Oh, man. I, so you had Brandon Carr, reliable Brandon Carr. Brandon Carr is not guarding C.D. Lamb. All right. He just ain't. Uh, you had Orlando Skandrick. Maybe Skandrick can keep up. He had two interceptions that year. Maybe. It, it, it's really hard to say. Um, I don't think any of those corners, I don't think Carr or Skandrick could handle a guy like CeeDee Lamb. Um, oh, I mean, can you imagine Claiborne? I think he was hurt. He was always hurt. Um, um Always hurt. Yep. I, I see the Lamb would definitely win a lot of matches, but you got Dak Prescott throwing too. <laughs> you got that. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Wilcox manning that middle. Uh, I think he would knock the snot out of Noah Brown. I think Noah Brown would be hurt. JJ Wilcox, man, that guy was a hitter. It would be interesting to see how Ron Marinelli, who was the 2014 uh, defensive coordinator, right, would game plan a 2022 Dak Prescott, knowing that the mobility was still he still kind of recovered from the mobility, right? He, 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 that injury was pretty pretty horrific for Dak Prescott. We saw some of that when he would run, just didn't look natural sometimes. So. Uh, it would be interesting to see what what could what could they pull out their sleeve? What could this 2014 defense do? Are we talking blitzes? What kind of defense do you think uh, Marinelli yeah, would would, would he put would it here play, against Prescott? Mike? Um, he would put Bruce Carter in the middle. All right, let Sean Lee roam around and uh, and take on uh, you know a, a Tyler Smith who hasn't really played that right side and let him take on blitzes and, and blitz Scandrick and stuff. But man, Bruce Carter, and the reason why I'm saying man, Bruce Carter in the middle, or uh, excuse me, put Renato McClain in the middle, and then put Bruce Carter right on the edge to to guard Dalton Schultz. Bruce Carter had five interceptions. He led the team with five interceptions, right? So put Bruce Carter on Dalton Schultz, Orlando Scandrick, or or Renato McClain in the middle. Let Sean Lee cook. What he was hurt, but this is this is he. But he's part of the team, goddammit. So he's healthy in my opinion. And then. And then just go to work, dude. All you gotta do is pressure Dak. Pressure Dak. Stop the run. I, I think we. I think we can do it. Very interesting. Very very interesting. Mike, special teams. There's three phases to football, right? Yeah. The return guys. Dwayne Harris was the return guy. Dwayne Harris versus Cavante Turpin. Oh, who's who's the better Harris return guy? Because Dwayne Harris was able to stay yeah, the field. Yeah, I, Dwayne I agree. Dwayne was able to keep his balance. Um, Dwayne Harris was able to make an impact play when it needed to be. Turpin, he didn't turn it on until late in the season when, you know, um, 
got so close, but he never got it, right? So I think uh, I think Dwayne Harris all around for one year. I think Dwayne Harris is the guy. Oh, but Turpin was a pro bowler and this and that and this and that. Yeah, I, I I'm with you, bro. Dwayne Harris really um that was kind of his bread and butter, right? He would get the one play here and there on offense, but he was the return guy. Um, and he, he himself broke some as well. He, he had some, some good, uh, return for the Cowboys that season. So, um, yeah, man, I, I, w- I would give special teams to, to the 2014 because we're also talking about the punter, uh, Chris Jones. We're talking about the punter there. Dan Bailey, like you said, he was, he was automatic Bailey in 2014. So versus Maher, who, who really fell off at the worst time of the year in 2022 like i mean yeah man as as we're making this discussion i think it i think it would be a close game mike but i'm 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 leaning more towards the 2014 team oh, pulling man, out this I, win i think you're right joe that, that's what i said i mean the, the offensive line was just better the quarterback was just better the running game was better i mean you talk about demarco murray had 1845 yards 13 touchdowns 416 yards passing. Uh, Dez Bryant, 1,300 yards, 16 touchdowns. Terrence Williams had eight. Jason Witten had five. Dude, I mean, this offense was just, just, I mean, that was Tony Rumble's best year when it comes to complete quarterback stats. Yeah. That was his best year. This team should have won the Super Bowl, Joe, and they, and they will beat the 2022 Cowboys. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm with you, man. I think this is the team. This is probably the closest team that the Cowboys have had that that, that should have made that run, man. They should have made that run. But history is what it is. Um, great discussion, Mike. I mean, definitely there could be a, a a discussion to for the 2022 squad that that defense is just so mauling as well. But I think you, I think the offense just sets the tone here with how. How great they were clicking on on all cylinders with Romo, Dez, um, you know Cole Beasley, Jason Witten. That offensive line, that's just, uh, yeah, man. I, I think it would be a close game, but I'm I give it to the 2014 squad, Mike. You talk about Bill Callahan versus uh, Kellen Moore. Give me Bill Callahan all day. Great, great point. I mean, an amazing point right there, man. Bill Callahan, so underrated coach here for the Cowboys, offensive line, the OC. Once he left, there was a drop-off, immediate drop-off once he left the building. So, um, yeah, man, great discussion, guys. Let us know what you guys think in the comments if you get to read this or listen to this here. Make sure you guys subscribe. Hit that like on this subscription here, uh, whether you're following it on Podbean, iTunes, or Spotify. Give us a follow. Mike, let everybody know where they can find you if they haven't already, bro. YouTube, uh, at Cowboys, or uh, what is my handle? At Official Cowboys Corner on YouTube. Um, and then underscore, underscore Cowboys Corner 1 on Elon Musk. All right. And, uh. Yeah, dude. No, this was a great topic, great discussion. Very spontaneous, all right?
Yeah, it really was, man. I, I really, I gave, I gave Mike a call. Said, "Hey, man, let's do one of these old, old school podcasts." And we, we you know, we, we might see a little bit more of these. You know, just have some random discussions like this, guys. So, let us know what you guys think about this. Give us some follows on Twitter. Follow us here on, on the Podbean app and everywhere you can hear the Frisco Report.